In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for being with me this evening. For tonight, I am going to be doing a solo presentation. And what I'm going to be doing is a repeat presentation of a paper that I presented at one of my peer organizations. And that group is called Quad S. That stands for the Society for Scientific Study of Sexuality. It was the Western Region Symposium, and it was held in Palm Springs in April of 2010. And what I was asked to do, because I'm one of the best-selling authors worldwide in the area of sexuality, what I will tell you is that any author that is a bestseller and has sold as many books as I have, you are your own promotional machine. You also run your own business. Because in all actuality, if you are expecting that a publisher, and especially today, that a publisher is going to be doing the marketing for your books, they have such a finite window for a book that's launching, you might get six weeks of media with them which would be the long-term media running up and then some time for um, uh, remote radio interviews. You might have some satellite TV. But the important thing is that you as the author, you have to keep your presence and keep you and the books alive through your own business endeavors. So what I got asked to do is if I would share my entrepreneurial skills that, and the title of it is Becoming an Entrepreneurial Sexologist, Tips and Lessons to Have Your Brains Make You Money. Now, one of the things that I'll do a little shift here for a moment, I had an art gallery for um, two and a half years, and one of the things I became very well aware of is that even though they have these incredibly well-trained artists who make these magnificent, fabulous pieces, no one gives them in art school 
a course on marketing. Well, I just thought that was absurd. Why would you train in something that's supposed to be consumed and not have any training in the area of how to market yourself? Well, I must tell you, it is a comparable situation in the area of sexuality and sexual health. Up to this point, people have kind of been left to their own devices. Now, for me, I come from a background of entrepreneurs. My father was one. He, you know, my grandfather. So I was raised with the attitude that you went and did something on your own. I was definitely not the nine-to-five person. As a matter of fact, that is so, it's antithetical to how my brain works. So when I went into doing my business, I knew that it was going to be my baby, so to speak. And here's what I will tell people. When you have, be it a book, be it a business, whatever it might be, that baby or your project, it will be like a child. It will take up inordinate amounts of your time. It will gobble up all of your resources, time, money, sleep, you name it. And what you will be doing is you will be nurturing it and you will be guiding it in order to get it prepared for it to go out into the world. And when I did my first book, How to Be a Great Lover, I remember when I dropped it off at the FedEx um, the, the FedEx Depot. I was an absolute frickin' blithering idiot. I was crying so hard when I handed over this box because I literally felt like I was handing over my baby. The poor woman in the FedEx, she must have thought that I'd suffered, you know, some, you know, egregious emotional impact, which actually I had because I was turning over this manuscript that I had nurtured and grown for over a year. And, of course, the time prior to that, I'd you know, done all my scientific um, work and my education. So please remember one thing. Have something be exceptionally special for you, or you won't put the time and you won't have the passion to support it. Now, the other comment I'll tell you, I got this comment from a, another many times published author, and he said, Lou, let me tell you something about books, because I, I said to him, you know, Michael, I feel like I have just given away my baby, I've just sent it off, and he said, you know what, Lou, it is like a child, and he said, here's the thing that is also very, very special, you send that child out into the world, and he said, you will have no idea how that child will impact other people. You will not know who will fall in love with that baby. You will not know who will nurture it or support it. But the important thing that I know is that when you send something out into the world as an entrepreneur, you have to make sure that you have its back and you keep it protected. So make sure you keep yourself attached either through whether it is, you know, through your um, setup for media or how you have something planned out. Do not leave things to chance. As we say as an entrepreneur, if you decide to make no decision, trust me, you've made a decision to make no decision. And then that leaves everything up to, oh, my God, it's called chance. 
And in this world, you don't want to have that happen. Let me tell you another comment. Children wait. Adults make things happen. So if you are building something and you want to build something, you have to be in action. So here is what, when I talk about entrepreneurial lessons, this is what my definition of an entrepreneurial lesson is. They are the things that one learns, they're the gifts of wisdom that others share with you, and how you can make that experience useful for someone who follows. Because believe you me, all of us, regardless of where you are, regardless of what you are doing, you have the ability to be a very powerful mentor or role model. Don't ever overlook that either because of one comment you make or because of what your behavior is. But believe you me, if you are someone who is heading in a particular direction, you have the skill sets of role model and of mentor. For me, I often will be asked if I will mentor someone in a business area, and I am more than happy to do so as long as the person has made their own effort, they're not sitting there expecting someone to hand something to them, and they have an idea of what it is they'd like to accomplish. Actually, I had part of that conversation earlier this afternoon with my nephew, and he said, I really want to know, I, I, he'd gotten into a referral marketing business, and so we talked for probably... 45 minutes, 50 minutes on strategizing on things he could do or not do. And the reason he called me is because he knew that, for me, business is an important thing. It's how you create things. It's how you make your mark in the world. And so one of the things, please never overlook giving someone the benefit of what your experiences are. You can take two minutes and tell them something, and that could change something in their lives. I'll use a gentleman who he created what, was, what has become MasterCard. And when my boyfriend Paul was the roommate to his son, he, they were in New York at a dinner, and this gentleman said, he asked him how his grades were and what was happening, and Paul said, well, you know, it's kind of, I'm, you know, kind of like a B.C. student, so I don't have, you know, the highest GPA. And this gentleman's comment was, Paul, don't you worry. Let me tell you something. The guys who get A's end up working for the guys and the women who get the B's and the C's because the people who get the A's are more worried about doing everything right instead of doing the right thing. Please write that down somewhere and put it up because if you are following something and you have a passion for it, just remember to keep doing the right thing. Also, please know money is a return for energy, an energy that you have invested and energy that you have shared. So, don't think of money as something that is, has to be given to you. Money is something that comes to you, okay? So don't have the attitude. Again, remember I spoke earlier that when you have 
um, a, a child, a child is waiting for something to be delivered. An adult makes it happen. So just be aware that money will come to you as a result of what you are energetically putting into something or what you are creating. So regardless of your field, be it therapy or education, the tools and the lessons that I'm going to be covering in the next part of the show will be things that you can use throughout your life and in any business venture. And I have to tell you, I really, really would have loved to have had these tips for me when I was going through, and I'll tell you how they first got started because we're going to be going to our first break in a couple of seconds. Thank you for being with me. I'm going to be covering the How to Become an Entrepreneurial Sexologist. I am Lou Paget. Be back after the break. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on TogiNet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Get ready for Officer Radio every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern only on Officer.com. It's powered by the worldwide resources of Officer.com and hosted by Editor-in-Chief of Officer.com and 30-year law enforcement veteran Frank Borelli. Officer.com is your source for the latest news, trends, and issues facing the law enforcement community, which change almost daily. New regulations, new things to know about that affect all in law enforcement. Join us each week as Officer Borelli and his guests examine, dissect, and discuss the issues facing our industry. Call in live and join the conversation to get your voice heard. For more law enforcement news and more about the show, go to officer.com. You can even find us on Facebook and Twitter. Then join us live every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on officer.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. Tonight, 
what I am going over is a presentation that I did for Quad S, one of my peer organizations, and it, it was entitled The Entrepreneurial Skills and Sharing Those with Others in My Field because, let's be honest, if you are someone who is an educator or a therapist, you typically are doing things very much by yourself. You're a bit of a lone wolf, and you have, you have to create your own business model. So I'm sharing with everyone what I feel are my best tips and lessons and things that I've learned. So one of the first things that I'd like you to know is your attention is your most powerful tool. A little FYI, that's the same thing in the area of your relationships. Watch people, watch every detail of them. If you are someone who is a leader, you are also someone who is a tremendous observer. So pay attention to people. And just an idea, if you want to know where people feel they are their most powerful, watch their clothes and their styles. And that will tell you where they feel they are the most powerful and where they felt the best in their lives. And where I got this idea from In my first book, How to Be a Great Lover, the gentleman who was my best friend at the time, Brian Thalheimer, shared this with me. And uh, he he said to me, Lindy Padge, listen, I'm going to tell you, you can tell where someone feels the best about themselves, just look at what their hair is like and what their clothes are like. And you know what? He was absolutely right. You can look at some people and you can see that they are still wearing the same high school hairdo. And for some people, that's 30 years ago. But that's when they felt their best. You can also tell by looking at clothes. If someone is wearing something that is, you know, a, an outfit that, A, no longer fits but was current 10 years ago, chances are that's where they felt they had their most power. You'll often see it with men as well where you will see that they're wearing a suit or they're wearing a particular detailing that went with a certain, you know, a certain era of clothing. So when you look at their clothes and look at that, they will also tell you who they are the most comfortable around. You'll see who they gravitate towards. And when you find where someone is the most comfortable, that is where you speak into. So in, in using your, your tool of attention, you watch how they're reacting, and then the most important thing is when you address something to someone, make sure you address something that makes them feel good and goes into an area where they feel comfortable. So you see someone and they've got you know, a, uh, a younger child or they might have a dog, you can make a comment about that. Again, Nothing too personal, but what you're doing is you are giving them your attention and your observation that you have noticed them. Here's, an, here's tip number two. Trust your gut. It won't lie. And I will tell you, this is going to be one of your most powerful tools if you download this properly. Now, your gut is that tiny little voice. And it's the one that we often ignore. And it's the little one that sounds like this. No. Instead of no, it's got, it's a tiny little voice that we humans thinking we're so smart will often overlook because we look 
and we listen to between our ears. Let me tell you something. Your brain can be your friend, but your brain is run by your ego. Your brain is not your friend. Your brain is there to try and convince you of things. Your gut will tell you the truth. It can't do anything else. So if you have and you're, you're doing something and you're looking at an idea and you go, oh, well, you know, and your brain starts taking over things, stop. Stop right away and tune into where it feels in your solar plexus because that's your gut. And believe me, it can't lie. When I was starting my business, I asked entrepreneurs, these are the people who are the yes people. In other words, they can actually make the decisions. Everyone can say no, trust me. But we're looking for people who can say yes. So I asked the people who were the decision makers or ran the companies in a broad range of areas, in banking, in investments, in manufacturing, in advertising, in oil and gas, in construction. And I asked all of them, please just tell me your one sentence that could guide me. If you could give me one sentence of advice, what might it be? And they all came back in same manner and form and said, trust your gut. It won't lie. And I have to tell you, they were right. In those times when I haven't listened to my gut and I've listened to my ego, I have regretted it. And they said exactly the same thing. Point number three, your success will not take away from anyone else. To the contrary, it supports them. So it's a tragedy if you play small. To, you know, borrow from Marianne Williamson, you are here to be big. You are here to create. And to, to dumb yourself down, let me tell you, these people who say, well, I... I don't want to do that or, you know, I I feel badly for people. Listen, you can't feel badly enough to make someone feel better. You just can't. And you can't be poor enough to make someone feel richer. That's not the name of the game. The name of the game is feel good about you. If I can tell you one skill, and this is part of the club that I'm part of, it's a private membership club, and one of the number one comments that is made is feel good now. And if you, if you look at your success as something that gives to you and gives to others, please keep that in mind. Tip number four, be approachable and be generous. Again, your information is your gift to share. And if someone gets really miserly and sort of like, me, I don't want anyone to know what I know, all they're going to do is shut themselves down. I mean, if anyone watched Lord of the Rings, look what happened to dear, charming, you know, Gollum. Look what happened to him with with the ring. It made everything the, you know, oh, no, let's shut everything down. Don't do that to yourself. If you were miserly, it cuts you off. And you're not meant to be alone in this world. We human beings are very social creatures. Tip number five, particularly in my area of sexuality, use science and data carefully. Believe you me, for many general audiences and people, as soon as they hear terms that are too scientific or where someone starts using statistics, their brains cloud over as they think it will be too technical or they're not going to understand it. So, for example, if I'm telling someone um, something concerning um, male sexual response and I'm using 
the term the cremaster, which is the thin layer of musculature around the testes that pulls the scrotum tight up against the body, I will describe that tissue, I will describe what it does, and then I will put it into the context so they can understand it on a practical sense. It used to make me nuts when, because being in sciences, I love the technical side of things, but I know for most people, it's almost like they feel beaten up by it, and it makes me wingy when I listen to people try and lord it over someone when they're using very technical terms, and I'm like, stop that. Just give people the practical information. So again, you know, use the science and use the data terms carefully, but explain them so that, and then that way, people will respond more to you because you made them feel smarter. That's your job. Make them feel better, make them feel smarter. Ladies, for those of you who have your own businesses, um, men have an X and a Y, and two women have two Xs. So this is where I tell women, exercise your Y gene. Believe you me, men have no problem asking for money or saying what they think they are worth, even if they're not, okay? So what women have to do is they have to state, listen, this is my value and this is how much it is going to be and period. So I tell women this all the time and they'll often tell me that they're going to be charging X and I always say add a zero. And really, what you do, you do not get what you are worth or what is fair. You get what you negotiate for. So don't overlook that. It is a real skill set. Tip number seven, listen to people and not just their words. Remember I talked about paying attention? You need to be an aggressive listener. Now, what that means is you don't think ahead of what your response is going to be. You don't think of what you will say. You listen to what they are saying. Because I will tell you, often when someone is speaking, they will tell you something that they don't even know that they just told you. And it could be something very subtle, but if you are open and listening, you'll get it. But if your brain translation, your ego, is bouncing ahead, you will not hear it because your brain is thinking, oh, I've got to look smart. I've got to make sure i got the, you know, the right answer and I'm right at, you know, I can respond immediately. You are then not listening. You're formulating a response. And the only thing that will do is remove you from making a contribution to this person because your contribution is to listen to them. And my final tip before we go to our halftime break, choose to be for something rather than against something. And I got this from a quote um, ascribed to Mother Teresa where someone said, well, you march with us um, on the war, you know, against the war. Uh, I don't know which war it was. Will you march with us against the war? And she said, no, I won't. But if you ask me to march for peace, I will do this. So the important thing is focus energetically on something that will make things work for you. Don't go against something. Go for something and go with the water flow. Don't go against the dam. Go around the dam. Water floats. Go with the float. Put yourself on a little raft. 
Um, we're now going to my halftime break. Please stay with me. I will be back afterwards with my tips up to number 31. Bye for now. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Toginet.com. The author of the book, Help My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live, here on Togginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for being with me. And again, I'm going to be completing the presentation that I did for other people in my field of sexuality and sexuality education, entrepreneurial tips. But trust me, these ideas work for everyone. And I think that when we have an opportunity to listen to someone who will share with you what their practical um, ideas are, which is what I did. I went and got ideas from as many people as I could, and then I distilled them down into my little bullet points. And actually, the first time I did this was for the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> as I'm presenting in this big monster room, 
and all these people were there. And I finally I looked at them and I said, <laughs> after I was halfway through, and I said, why is everyone so silent? And this little voice at the front said, we're listening. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> perfect. They took that tip to heart. So here's tip number nine. Again, speaking of the listening, listen to what people ask you to do with your gifts of information or what your skill set is. One of the things that when I was first doing um, my presentations, people said, you've got to do um, an event for men. And I was like, okay. You've got to do a presentation over here. Okay. And when I started working with my business mentor, Raymond Davi, Literally, my book and my seminars went from local to regional to national to international in six months because I listened to what Raymond said, and his comment was, Lou, listen to what the people across and all of your people that are interested in your material, listen to what they say they want. And they said they wanted seminars across the country, in Canada, in Europe. They said they wanted books. They said, and I just kept nodding. So listen to what they ask you to do. Here's another thing. You all have gifts. For many people, they will think they don't have them because we live in a culture that will often tell people you don't have something or it will often focus on things that are negative. Well, shame on that. That is so, I mean, all that does is tell people what they don't have. I want you to make a list of the things you do have, the three things you do really well. And trust me, believe you me, the three things that you do the most easily are going to be the things that you will discount. And they will be the things that other people will love to know what it is and how you do it. So for me, one of the things, I mean, that's why I share the things on how I do presentations. For example, how I do things with media. I tell people, speak in your own voice. Be current. Don't miss an opportunity. I mean, it's simple things, but they're things that for me, I just, boom, know how to do. But other people go, wow, I want to make sure that I have that skill set. So focus on what you do well and find three of them. Make that list put it in front of you, and don't overlook it. Tip number 10, be ready for opportunity when you least expect it. And it may not look like it at first. For me, my mother died when I was 23, very suddenly. And it was something that was like a body blow. But what it also had me do was I no longer feared death. And it had me be aware that all of those things that... My perceptions of what I thought I would react like when one of my parents died, I couldn't have been more off the mark. But what it had me also do is I, when I got asked if I would volunteer on the AIDS ward when it was first being founded here in Los Angeles at Cedars-Sinai Hospital, and I volunteered there for 10 years, the reason I was able to do it is First off, I had the hard sciences background, which some of you may know that that's what I have, you know, biology, botany, microbiology, zoology. But I got a gift from my mother when she died. I no longer feared death. And I knew enough about this area to know. And people said, well, aren't you worried? And I said, well, no, I'm not having sex with them, and they're not bleeding on me. But I didn't fear death and what was happening. And the other thing I knew, I'll tell you right now, there was a gentleman who was my hairdresser, Don Voice, in Calgary. And when Don contracted 
HIV and then, you know, was diagnosed with AIDS, I remember how he had been socially isolated. And I vowed if I were ever in a place or an opportunity or time when I could have someone not feel like that because so many people were so fearful and so scared, I would do it. And that was my opportunity. Someone who I really didn't know asked me, would you consider volunteering on the new AIDS ward? And I said, yes. I have to tell you, it was one of the most moving, best things I ever did for me, and it was 10 years of my life. It gave me access to some of the best researchers and areas of information that were um, one of the top people at the time was Dr. Eric Dar, and he headed up the medical end of the AIDS ward. And I used him as one of my, you know, experts when I was first doing my books. I just phone him up and go, Eric, what about this? What about this? And again, going back to share what you know. He was always very generous and very approachable. Anyone who's not approachable, watch out. They got something to hide, okay? Tip number 11. With every ending comes a beginning. So don't worry that if you think it's a failure, it's only a failure if you don't get back up. It's only a failure if you didn't learn something from it. It's a failure if you say, you know, that didn't work. Think of Thomas Edison and the light bulb. How many times did he do? Is it 10,000 times? He worked to try and find the proper filament. People said, you must have been horrible to fail that many times. He said, no, I just found another way to get more information to look for what it is I'm looking for. Tip number 12, face your biggest fears. And fears are like schoolyard bullies. And when you face them, they shrink. My biggest fears when I started doing my presentations and my seminars is that as a woman speaking in the area of sexuality, I would be judged very harshly. I would be considered sleazy, loose, and, oh, my God, how many people has she been with? And that was my bully of of being judged harshly. But when people told me how my seminars and my presentations changed their lives and gave them something they never expected to get, that is when I stared down the barrel of that schoolyard bully. And guess what? All bullies disappear when you stare them down. Bullies are cowards. And fears are cowards. If you have them, look at them. Acknowledge them, but know that you are stronger than your fears. Tip number 13, find your focus and don't move off the mark. I'll tell you right now, again, going back to the thing about your gut, you, when I am on something, you cannot move me off the mark. I'll hear people say, no, or what are you doing? And I'll, my, my brain's reaction will be like this. Oh, okay, that didn't work. Then I'll just keep going. Remember I talked about the water and the dam and don't let things stop you? Go around. You know, that fence that you think is so tall may be only a little small picket fence. Jump over it. Go for it. So find your focus and don't move off the mark. Tip number 14, let people know what you are doing and, or, or, and what it is you want to do. People love to help people who are headed in a direction. They want to support you. Now, you do have to be aware that there are some people who are absolute, flat-out dream stealers. Avoid them. Those are the negative people who go, who do you think you are? What do you think you're doing? Believe me, when I started doing what I'm doing, 
90, 95% of the people said, you don't have a PhD, you're not an MD, who do you think you are? And my comment was, you know, going back to the schoolyard bullies, my comment was, listen, people asked me to do this. I somehow have this ability to deliver this information for people, and I'm going to do it. And this is really, this is why I'm doing it. They've told me how it changed their lives. So let people know what you are doing or what you want to do. Tip number 15, don't worry if it hasn't been done before. That's why you're there. Why do you think they call things invention? Nothing like my seminars had been done before. Plenty of people have copied them since, but what I did was put together something that really, when I go back to the comment I said, listen to what people say they want, I listened to what people said they wanted, and I created that for them. So when people say create something and, you know, they'll come and get it, listen, people are smarter than many people give them credit for. They know when something resonates with them, and they also know when you're doing something that is being done for them and helps them. Everything, tip number 16, everything happens in waves and cycles. Don't be afraid of them. They're your time to regroup and refresh. Think about it. We have seasons. We have morning. We have night. We have 1 a.m. and then we have 2 p.m. We have you go through a cycle when you sleep. So everything is a cycle. Even look at you know someone like Tiger Woods. You've got a peaking up and you've got a dropping down. Now he's trying to build back up again. The same thing happens in business. You will build and build and build, and then things will drop, and then you will build again. But what you don't do in business, just because you got to a certain point, don't stop there and think everything's fine. That's another thing that I use the um, uh, a quote and Will Rogers, he said, just because you're on the right place, on the right you know, road or the right <clears throat> track, doesn't mean if you stand still, you won't get run over. So don't stand still. You need to be in motion with whatever it is you are doing, even if it's that wave and that cycle. Tip number 17, entrepreneurs draw on all their experiences. Let me tell you, I come from a varied background of experiences professionally. I sold real estate. I had an art gallery. I was in advertising. I brokered paper. I worked at 20th Century Fox. I had people that were my, you know, friends who were in other areas. But every single one of those skill sets added to what I have been able to do in my own business. So please go back, and even if it's someone says, oh, well, I was just working in a daycare, let me tell you something. You have all the skills to be a phenomenal producer if you know how to work with children and other people. It's called deruffling feathers and making everyone get along. That's a producer. You can do that in TV and motion pictures. They look for those people. So please be aware you have more skills than you think you do. I'm Lou Paget, and I'm going to my final break right now, and then I will finish with my final entrepreneurial tip. Please stay with me.
This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Get ready for Officer Radio. Every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Officer.com. It's powered by the worldwide resources of Officer.com and hosted by Editor-in-Chief of Officer.com and 30-year law enforcement veteran Frank Borelli. Officer.com is your source for the latest news, trends, and issues facing the law enforcement community, which change almost daily. New regulations, new things to know about that affect all in law enforcement. Join us each week as Officer Borelli and his guests examine, dissect, and discuss the issues facing our industry. Call in live and join the conversation to get your voice heard. For more law enforcement news and more about the show, go to officer.com. You can even find us on Facebook and Twitter. Then join us live every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Officer.com. Holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. So we have the final 15 minutes of my show, and the entrepreneurial skills. So I'm going to go through the final group a little in a little more um, succinctly. So we finished with entrepreneurs drawing on all their experiences. And I'll tell you, you have a lot more than you, you think you do. And for anyone who would like a copy of this or, you know, send to them, you can send me an email to office, O-F-F, I-C-E at loupaget, L-O-U-P-A-G-E-T dot com, and I will have a um, copy of the document sent to you. I don't necessarily want to put it up on my website right now because we are undergoing um, construction, and I have no idea where it might end up going. So, office at loupaget dot com. Tip 18, do what you love to do. Whatever you decide to do, do it from your heart. That will be your fuel, that small voice. 19, if you speak someone's language, they will listen. When I first started doing my gentleman seminars, I realized 
I am not male. It's obvious. <laughs> so I ne- realized I need to know how to speak into a male audience and how to write for a male audience. So I got every single men's book that I could find at the time. And I have to tell you, there were a couple of writers in Men's Journal who I knew when I saw their name. I was going to be, A, completely entertained and very informed. But what I, I found the way that men prefer to have things delivered to them. Another thing I do when I do a men's presentation, I always use a lot of sports analogies. So, for example, I golf. So I use golf analogies to describe things about women's bodies. And, you know, for I always ask, gentlemen, can you tell me anyone who golfed? And the big thing about that is it has them be able to relate to something First off, ends up being quite funny, but secondly, has them know I'm speaking to their interest area and something that I've made that, you know, I've made that effort to create it for them. So, again, it's about that paying attention to people. Tip number 20, be smart enough, be smart enough to know you don't know and go and find someone who does. Again, let's be honest, you don't know what you don't know. So find a mentor or a role model. I use as an example, this, this one example, when as, at, use them as your training wheels. I was writing and, and working on a presentation for drug and alcohol treatment in sexual health. So I relied on a colleague, Douglas Braun Harvey, who that's his specialty. It's not mine. Because here's the thing. The minute you try and act like you know what you don't know, you look like a buffoon. Don't do that. It just is, it's like bad lipstick. Just don't do it. Tip number 21, keep growing. Again, this is the Mark Twain comment that even if you're on the right track, if you stay still, the train's going to run you over. We are here to grow. So if you're not growing, you're dying. Do you want to die? Keep growing. That's the tip. Keep growing in your mind. Keep growing in your attitude. And if you have an attitude of gratitude, honey, your life is going to turn out better than you have any idea. Brett Daimler, who is a top um, person in Amway, was doing a presentation at Dream Weekend at the group that I'm, uh, the private club that I'm part of, um, Global Information Network. Awesome, awesome presentation. And that's one of his sort of bylines. He has an attitude of gratitude. Tip number 22. Be kind to your body. After all, it's the only one you have. It is your engine. And so that means ditch the microwave food. Do not get vaccinated. Check on the stuff on vaccines. Watch out for aspartame. It's a neurotoxin. Do your research and find sources that are credible and are not funded by someone who's selling the product. Again, You have one body, treat it kindly. Tip 23, no one knows what's really going on. Let me tell you, when it comes to business, no one knows what's going on. Everything is conjecture. Everything is conjecture and planning. So listening to someone, you know, pontificate about blah, 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 this is going to happen. Let me tell you something. Anyone who tells you something is a fact, it's their opinion. It's not a fact. It's their opinion. Think about it. It's what they think is a fact, which is based on their opinion. Okay. Even if they're looking at numbers and statistics, it's their opinion. 24, read, 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 read what others are communicating. That is what is powerful for you to be able to watch for trends. 
and it will amaze you how useful some of the columns, blogs, and listservs can be. I probably read 10 to 12 different newspapers daily online because when I do interviews, I need to be up to date on what the popular culture is you know, what's going on here, because that's what people relate to. But what I also need to know, I need to know what the trends are, which I do. Tip number 25, get rid of the negative people around you, immediately if not sooner. It will only hurt you, please. They're not there to be your friend. Tip number 26, be current with your communication tools. Listen, you have many of them. They're how you speak. So you need to speak well, because when I first went into this area, when I went into the area of sexuality, the area that I knew best actually was manners, etiquette, and deportment. So I knew that if you treated people nicely and treated them well, they were going to respond differently than if you just were, you know, harping on something. So again, current with your communication tools also means how you dress. So if you are out of fashion, it doesn't matter because people take, you know, how long is it, you know, a millisecond or, you know, half a second to make a decision on whether or not they think they like you or don't like you for your first impression. And if your clothes are out of date, it doesn't matter. They are going to think your information is out of date. Keep the style current, but keep it true to you. You don't have to be like someone who, you don't, don't be a fashion victim, okay? Don't go out there thinking, oh, well, I have to dress up and wear this and that. Trust me, we see, did anybody remember there was a magazine, and I remember this, it had like the fashion don'ts, and they always had like those little black lines across people's eyes, <laughs> and they would say to them, don't do this. Pay attention and use the mirror in your house for the purpose it was intended to. It's to give you feedback. So, and Anna just said, yes, she remembers that. <laughs> Here's another tip number 27. No one does it better than you. I'm an identical twin, and I've known from the get-go that Dee Dee can't be me and I can't be her. Each of us has something very special that only we have. So don't try and be. Can you imagine someone trying to say they're going to be Oprah? I mean, that's just downright laughable. People can be directed and people can try and be mentored and people can get ideas, but they can't be her. So no one does you better than you. Period. I actually have every variety of sister. I have an older sister. I have a younger sister. I have an identical twin sister. I have a gay sister. I mean, it's just like I got the whole thing covered. I got every variety of sister. Tip number 28. There are no original ideas. What is original is that you are doing it and how you are doing it. Period. Tip number 29. Do it. Listen. The world is not about someone standing still. Success is not about talent. It's not about looks, and it's not all about the connections. They can help, but they and they alone don't do your work. They can't do your work. Only you can do your work. And the other thing about success, trust me, it's not convenient. Mm-mm. It is going to take you time and effort, but... If you do it, it's not going to feel like work. It's going to feel like, oh, I'm really enjoying myself. And the more you get the positive feedback on something, the more you're going to be delivering things that are going to make you feel better and you'll have more energy and you're going to get more results. Ergo, more success. Tip number 30, 
Become a go-to voice. Be that person that someone can approach and make people choose you. And when they choose you, you make them look good. For example, when I get approached to be and do a speaking presentation, I want the people who brought me in to look good. I want them to, I want to, to, you know, promise X and I want to deliver a lot more. I want them to look like they were so smart for choosing me. And in print and media, make sure if you have someone who's getting back to you and they want information from you, for heaven's sakes, get back to them. I can't begin to tell you how many times people who do interviews and things don't get back to fact checkers. You must do that. You need to make sure your voice is being delivered the way that you, that you want. Because if you want to be the go-to voice, it has to be your voice. Not someone else's, not some editor who changed the words, because trust me, in their best of intentions, they often do. Tip number 31, acknowledge the people who helped you. Let me tell you, there are many times when people, just whether I don't know if it's bad manners or they just want to act like they're the only person who has done something. Let people know who helped you and name them. Say who they are. Say what their contribution is. When you show gratitude, it comes back to you. And that's a powerful, powerful tool. And when I listen to someone talking and I hear that they've taken credit for something that wasn't there, and trust me, I live in Los Angeles. There are plenty of people who do that in the field of entertainment. It is just, sorry, kitties, it's bad karma. And my final tip, tip number 32, mind your manners and be ethical. Trust me, manners are the things that make the world smooth, and they make people feel acknowledged, and they make people feel more comfortable. Manners are not there to make someone feel uncomfortable. To the contrary, they are there to have someone feel better, to have them feel um, acknowledged and comfortable. And part of your job whenever you are with other people is to make them feel comfortable. Your job is not to make someone feel uncomfortable. So thank you very much to all of you. For Again, for those of you who would like, you can contact me at office at loupaget.com. That's L-O-U-P-A-G-E-T.com. And I will have my office send you a copy of my tips. Thank you so much and have a lovely rest of the evening. Bye for now. Thank you See you for next being week. Part of Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health our sexual health. Join Lou Paget. 